Hello. Hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Rose Plate Special, the most dramatic, Dale lovingest, uh, Kenny Stanningist. We'll get into that. Uh, <laughs> um, exhausting uh, Bachelor recap podcast ever. I got a question for you, Sammy, right off the bat. Yep. Is The Bachelorette exhausting, or am I simply exhausted and watching The Bachelorette? What, what's I'm going not, on? I'm not sure because I'm likewise exhausted. I mean, we were just having this conversation before we hit record. I feel like I, I posted something on Instagram the other day where I was like, I'm not just burning the candle at both ends. I found like this weird four ended candle and I'm burning all of those. And, you know, I'm basically like just playing with borrowed time here. <laughs> and uh, I I feel like you know, it was weird. I was, I was also in a conference today. Um, and they were talking about like employee engagement and burnout. And I was like, that's what I, I mean, it, it's interesting because I feel like we were talking about it two months in, but now mm-hmm. that we're seven months in now I'm feeling the burnout. Like I'm like, okay, now I really like, we're getting close to the holidays. I have so much stuff I need to do before we have the holidays and I don't know how I'm going to get it all done. And I'm so burned out and I might have, I might have unmuted for a second and said an expletive on accident today uh, <laughs> in a conference call. I'm not sure. I don't think anyone heard me or it just sounded like, cause it was really like quick on and off. And I'm not sure what part of the sentence that I was saying to myself I was unmuted for. So at the best case, it was an innocuous mumble. At the worst case, it was a curse word to a a specific uh, political figure who had just called me um, and told me that they they were doing some special webinar and can I be there? And, and I was saying F no. So, um, I'm not really sure, but at least I'm not Jeffrey Tubin. I mean, if that's the worst thing that's mm-hmm. happened when I'm on Zoom, that uh, I like swore for a second yeah. in a conference full of 200 people where they probably couldn't figure out who it was fast enough. Um, although it is recorded, that's the yeah. only bad thing. Um, we have to tube out like Tubin. That's. But I mean, listen. Not. I mean, nothing is as bad as like that. So. Um, I feel pretty okay about it. Like it's weird because it's like I was just given a hall pass. Like otherwise, it would be like, oh my god, I can't believe you unmuted for a second and said a swear. And I don't even know. If, my point is, I don't even know if that's actually what happened. Maybe I'm incriminating myself by saying. This. <laughs> um, but <laughs> it was just like really weird timing because I had to mute everything because I was getting this call. And then it turned out, and I thought it was maybe important. And then it turned out to be a politician. I not particularly fond of t- inviting me to something that I would not want to go to. And I was um, at my wits end, uh, very tired. And also like, I'm sure I sound a little nasal. I've been like sneezy and sniffly all day. So I was like dealing with that, just like blowing my nose, just looking like really not great. But it's <sighs> and anyway, none of us have it. So we're good for now. No, no, yeah, it's sneezing. That's that was the other thing we talked about before we started was uh sneezing, 
is not a symptom of COVID. And I've never mm-hmm. been happier to be an allergy sufferer and be like, well, at least I'm only sneezing. Like all I'm doing is sneezing. So that's great. Um, uh, anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I think also she's exhausting. You know, what will be the true litmus test is if when, oh, this mystery next person who knows who's actually coming on after this, like how dumb do they think we are? Um, so when Ta- when Tasha starts, like, why are they still being so cagey about it? It's like, we all know. Like, yeah, we you don't have it. to build up suspense for Eunice, who doesn't read the blogs, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so when Tasha comes on, I will know for sure if we are exhausted or if Claire's just exhausting. Yeah. I think it's Claire. I mean, I just, I mean, I feel bad, but I just, I never liked her anyway and Mm -hmm. now she's just like just making me very tired yeah i and i struggle with her because i think as the bachelor bachelorette audience continues to that that median age continues to increase it makes sense to have someone that's a little bit older and it brings a different dynamic to the entire show that's why i i don't it never ran i wonder if they're ever going to run it but they were promoting that like senior citizen bachelor thing that they were trying to do, but that would be super oh, interesting. Yeah, I forgot about that. And the problem with Claire though is she's thirty nine, but she seems to have the emotional maturity of like a nineteen year old who doesn't have their shit together. And you know, I, I I've noticed like. I don't want to call her selfish outright because again, this is television and maybe I'm not seeing everything, but the more I watch her season, the more I'm just like, man, fuck it. She's super selfish and self-absorbed and weird and I can't take it. And and this episode is just all of that sort of bubbling over. And it's crazy to me because even when we have a moment like the beginning of this episode with Yosef, where he reveals that he is a total trash goblin as we sort yeah. of predicted because uh, we, we could see that coming from a mile away. Yeah, he's he is being the worst to the point where, and, and this happens to Claire twice in this episode, and it's it's really difficult to watch with Yosef and then later on a one-on-one date where guys are kind of getting like grabby and aggressive and confrontational with her in a way that is does not feel good. But while she's kind of going back and forth with Yosef and he's the worst, she still manages to say something that made me do a double take and be like, well, yeah, he's the worst, but also fuck you, Claire. <laughs> because, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, it's just, and I, I don't know if you want to jump right into that confrontation because that's sort of like, that. that's what kicks off the episode more or less, right? So this is, okay, so to to package it all together before we get into that specifically, this is this happened to me last night. This is going to be the the example that I tie in, I guess. I have a real problem with people who say that they're a certain way, but then all of their actions mm-hmm. imply that they are not in fact that way. I try to be a really direct, straightforward human, and I feel like I'm very aware of my strengths and my weaknesses and I'm very honest about who I am and what I'm all about and I'm not I, I'm not the kind of person who's like um 
for example, with Claire, I wouldn't be the kind of person who would be like, I worked through all of my past traumas when they're clearly rearing their ugly head at her left and right. And she hasn't worked through, uh, I, if I was being mean, I would say she hasn't worked through shit, but maybe I'll just say she hasn't worked through enough. Um, yeah. so what, what was she like when she hadn't worked through things? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's that like, I'm a whole new person. I feel like there's a lot of housewives who do this too, where they're like, I'm a whole new person. And then you're like, you are the same trash goblin you were last season. You are not different in any way. And like, I had this really weird thing have to be last night. And it's like, I have to talk to somebody about it. So I'm going to talk to my lovely podcast audience and you about it. Um, <laughs> cause it was so strange and I still like really can't wrap my head around it. And then it just so happened that one of my friends happened to see it. And it was like late at night last night. And I was like, oh my God, I was just about to text you to talk about this, but I wasn't sure if you were awake. And she's like, I saw, you know, like I went back and I watched everything. So Mm. I'm in this, I'm in, you know, a lot of Facebook groups like you do. And in one of the Facebook groups I'm in, uh, a lot of women like to do, like, it's just become trendy. I don't know why, but they like to do these, like, card pulls, like oracle cards or tarot cards or whatever. And I was, like, up late and I'm tired and I'm, like, this is a good way to end my night. I'll just watch somebody give readings. So that's kind of nice. Like, I don't know how much, you know, stock I put in that stuff. I kind of take it all with a grain of salt. But I think it's interesting, and you know, what I, I'm curious and – she had like a thing that said, ask specific questions. So I was like, all right, well, I'll ask a specific question. And so she's this person who's like, you know, oh, well, we do these like full moon rituals and, you know, she's very like love and light and, you know, that kind of like, this is what I stand for and this is what I'm all about. And it's just so great to like let go of things and get rid of things. And it's just like such a good feeling and it's so cleansing and whatever. And I was like, okay, well, that sounds nice, you know? So I'm curious to see what you have to say about this. And I had asked like a very specific question as she had instructed in like the post of her Facebook Live. So if you're not familiar with Facebook Live videos, there's, you know, someone is doing something live and then there's going to be like a title and a description. So it was like, here's a description of what she's doing. I'm here for that. Um, and it's in a group where like, if you wanted to go live, you would have to like pay a certain amount to do it. And I had actually gone live for a month in there and paid. So I'm familiar with like the rules of what you're supposed to do. Like you've got to offer this much educational content. And then at the end you can pitch and promote something. So, you know, I was like, teaching people about different writing things. And at the end, I was like, well, hey, and also, um, you know, join my email list where I talk about it more, whatever, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't, that that part doesn't really matter. But my point is, she just like kept rambling about things like I'm doing right now, but I am trying to get to the point. And, and people were like asking her, hey, are you ever going <laughs> to draw a card? Because she has like 30 minutes to be live. She's 20 minutes in and she hasn't drawn one card or spoken to one person. And I was like, this is not what I stayed up late for, you know? And someone else asked the question I was about to ask. And she was like, are you even going to read a card? <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that was my first question too. And she seemed to notice my question. And then I think she just glossed over it. So I'm not really sure what's happening. And I was like talking to that person. And then she just like snapped on us. And she was like, first of all, I don't fucking owe you anything. Like I can do whatever I want. And this is really fucking rude. Uh. And if you want something like that for free, blah, blah, blah. And we were both like, uh, and it's like, I just actually paid somebody 
this weekend to do this for me, like to pull three cards and like she sent me videos and stuff. It was actually really cool. And she was really, this was a different person, obviously very sweet and cool. And both of us were like, we have money. We're just, you said that you were doing a certain thing with this video and you're not doing it. So we're asking a question, but she just like, it was like 180, like, I don't fucking owe you anything, blah, 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 blah. It's like, uh, well, it was just like false advertising. And so we were just asking the question. And then the two of us started talking to each other in the live video. And I was like, well, you seem cool. What do you do? <laughs> you know, and she's like, oh, okay, I, I run this business. So I'm like, oh, that's really neat. And we just started and we're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I got cursed out. And I was like, this is really unprofessional. It was just really strange. And I needed to talk about it somewhere because I'm like, it's so it was weird to have someone who was just like, this is what I'm all about, like full moon rituals and love and light and whatever. And she was like, I don't fucking owe you anything, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, whoa, like where'd that come from? And that is like the same way I feel about Claire where she's like, this Mm -hmm. is what I'm all about. And I'm not going to let a man talk to me like this, but I'm also strong and independent and I've worked through all my traumas and I'm totally different and I'm a totally new woman and I would never fall for bullshittery. That's not going to happen. And then she's like, do you love me? Do you think I'm pretty? Do you want to hang out with me? Do you like me? Do you want to pay attention to me? Hey, why aren't you paying attention to me? Can you pay attention to me a little bit more? Um, Hey, do you think that that was a good idea? And I'm like, it's not like it's, yeah, what, you know, cognitive dissonance or whatever. There's like that mismatch of you're, I know you're telling me who you are, but I don't believe you. And it was interesting because like my friend who saw this, she was like, yeah, that was weird. And I was like, okay, it's good to have a gut check because I thought I was like, it was one of those. Well, I mean, if anyone's been on like, am I the asshole, you know, forums or whatever, you know, people will ask those on like Reddit or Twitter or whatever, you know, AITA, like mm-hmm. it's like that. I that's how I felt last night. I was like, am I the asshole? And she's like, no, you just asked a question. <laughs> And she jumped down your throat and I was like, "Ah." and it's like, I, you know, that's how I feel when I'm watching Claire. Like, am I the asshole? Am I just cynical? Am I expecting too much of her? Do I just think that she should be more than what she is? But no, I don't think so. (laughs) No, I I think she's the asshole. She is the asshole. Thank you. Okay. I feel better about it now too, because I felt the same way, but you know, there's power in numbers. So yeah, I, I just... I, I can't get past her and just how full of shit she is because there's so many points in this episode, especially where she's like, yeah, you know, I really value the time with <laughs> all of you and I'm so excited. And and not only does she not want to talk to them about anything in her life or their lives, but on top of that, she in, in the candid uh, interviews where it's just like the, you know, the producers just interviewing her and there's no one else around. And she's, you know, the confessionals, basically. She's just like, yeah, you know, I just wish Dale was here. Dale, Dale, Dale. Uh." Yeah. And then she's really getting to know. She's really interested in getting to know all the men. It's not just one. Yeah, it's uh, it's crazy to me. And and she even does, which I think this is fine, but also it's kind of a bachelor faux pas and maybe not something you should drop you know, episode three or whatever we're on, but she flat out tells Dale, she's like, she's like, Oh man, I totally would have banged you. Like (laughs) what? Okay. Uh, I mean, yeah, yeah, that's, that's cool. You can do that, but also consider that this isn't the right venue for this. 
and there's other people's emotions involved and there's other there's other there's other ways that you have to go about this before you can you know get down and dirty with little mr dale so yeah it's just i don't i don't know i'm just really i'm fed up with her i'm done i can't deal with it but yosef is also the worst and okay this is how this is how i recounted what happened it was really weird cuz he went from being like listen um you know, I'm concerned with what happened with this strip dodgeball. It concerns me. And then and then by the end, he was like, you disgust me and you would be an unfit mother to my child. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, that sucks. And yeah, he's the much. worst. But we don't have to take sides. We can agree that they're both the worst for different mm-hmm. reasons. Like they are. He, they are. he is garbage. He's total garbage. What a bad example for his kid. And to use his kid like that, you know, as just a pawn to prove his point or make his argument or whatever you want to say is gross. Like you're your own person like I always think it's weird. Same thing with the housewives when they're like, don't involve the family. Don't involve the kids. I'm like, yeah, I agree with that. But also then that becomes its own tool to avoid talking about things in their family. It's like mm-hmm. people on reality television use their family, particularly their kids, when it suits them. And then they make them leave the conversation when it doesn't suit them. And it's exactly. that double standard that always drives me crazy where, you know, um, okay. Real housewives of Beverly Hills, former fans, because if you're a fan of the current seasons, you're wrong. Um, <laughs> but, but like Brandy Glanville, when she was on the show and she would be, and people would always like use the argument of, but she's a really good mom as like a reason to be pro Brandy, you know, like, well, but she's really good with her kids. That's like always the argument that they use to like try to redeem her on the show. It's so straight. I mean, I, she's a hot mess and I love her. Don't get me wrong, but like, that's the weirdest thing ever. But then when somebody else brings up a kid, they'll be like, don't fucking talk about my kid, you know? And it, it, and they are just these weird little accessories that they will take and leave as they please. And that's what it feels like Yosef is doing. It's not like he's bringing up his kid in like a organic or genuine way or mm-hmm. I mean, even I know some people Absolutely thought using like it as either a shield or a cudgel in any yeah, conversation yeah. argument. It's a, it's a manipulate. It's a, a piece for manipulation essentially. Cause like, I know people were like, Oh, Kenny was really over the top about his kid, but I don't know. That didn't bother me. I thought it was really cute. Cause he like clearly loves his daughter to death. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's super, and he'll like, he's like cries when he gets on the phone with her. Like, how is that not cute? I don't care if that's manipulating my feelings to make me feel things in my <laughs> cold dead heart um i thought it was genuinely nice and he also didn't like bring up his daughter when he was on dates as like a reason to keep him around either so 
you know, and, and when he said things like, I have to set an example for my daughter, it was like, you know, when someone was like being racist at him. So Mm -hmm. that was like a really good reason to defend himself. (laughs) So yeah, I, you know, it's like, Yosef is like what not to do when you're a parent on a show like this. He was just, it was like, yeah, I would just never, you'd be an unfit mother to my kid. I would never bring my kid around you. I don't want my kid seeing this. And it's like, if you think your kid isn't going to figure out, I mean, I think his kid's pretty young, right? She's like, I don't know, maybe like six or something. Like yeah, she's pretty yeah. young. I mean, but eventually she's going to figure out the ins and outs of the internet and see shit that's way grosser than um, blurred out strip dodgeball. Sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The like, strip dodgeball thing was, I mean, it was dumb and it was tasteless and there's clearly like a double standard there. And there's a lot of things like there's, there's a lot like, to awkward. talk about. Yeah, yeah, it was for awkward. Sure. It was just poorly executed, and I, I understand that they're they're working under pandemic situations, so they're they're limited in what they can do and and the scope of things. But there's lots to criticize. A ton you can criticize. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Way. But I don't think digging into Claire and calling her a piece of shit for that specific thing is the right thing to do. That seems like something you'd take up with the producers more than anything else. Exactly. But, yeah. It's not like it was her idea. I mean, no. of course she could like put a stop to it, but we mm-hmm. also know that producers can be really influential. And especially when you're like even more in close quarters and even more contained than normal, it's got to be even harder to draw that line. So I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. We we do get from this back and forth with Yosef and uh, Claire, we get what I think might be her best line of the season so far. And so Yosef is talking about how I can't believe that you made people play dodgeball and speedos with their wieners windmilling around. (laughs) And he's going back and forth. And he's like, you know, I feel like I'm wasting my time here. I left my daughter to come see you. And I left her. And I can't. I left my daughter. There could be minutes I'm spending with my daughter, my daughter. And then Claire goes, no, I I totally get it. My dad is dying. And then they just keep talking like nothing happened. Her mom is dying. Her mom is dying. Yeah, that was Her dad died. Her dad died? Oh, Jesus. Well, yeah, so, that was like that was her storyline. Wasn't that her storyline like the first season that she was on? You're right. It was. It was. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't her dad dead already? Yep. Yeah. I mean, I hate to speak so, in these like morbid terms, but I swear that that was what was happening. Yeah. So, so she basically says that she abandoned, uh, like, she had a dying family member, and knowing that, and then kind of positioning it as something that is important, something she had to sacrifice. So she's like, yeah, I had to choose between being with a loved one in the last moments of their life and going on The Bachelor during COVID. And I chose COVID Bachelor. Now, okay, but how quickly is her mom dying? I have no idea. But just the, I'm just saying like the fact that she brought it up, whether or not it's like she's on her deathbed or she's just sick or whatever, like the fact oh, that she had to spar with him over that, I was just like, oh my gosh, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that was cringy. But here's the deal. I remember now because she talked about this on the premiere too. Um, okay. Her mom has Alzheimer's and dementia and she wasn't able to visit her because she's in a oh, care like, home. Okay. So she can't be with her mom right now. Okay. So just to be fair to Claire, like mm-hmm. even if she wanted to be there, 
um, she she hasn't been able to be there. And so okay. that, that's, that, that is fair. That is fair to clear. Yeah, but at the like, same time, I want to give her credit. Her anyway, why bring it up in an argument about what you had to sacrifice? You literally had to sacrifice nothing then, because if you couldn't see your mom to begin with, what do you care if you're at the La Quinta resort? Like what, what difference does it make? Yeah, I, I totally, I totally agree. It's just a weird thing to bring up. Like, okay, um, <laughs> this isn't exactly the same thing, but let's just say, oh God, should I even bring this up? I should. Um, that I know somebody that when we, so we have a, a bridge in our city that, um, is conducive to jumpers and instead of i don't know putting guardrails around it we've decided hey let's put lights on it mm-hmm. um which we could get into for f- several hours cuz i hate it so much mm-hmm. um but somebody somebody unfortunately jumped like a few weeks ago and let's just say i know somebody who made it all about themselves and Ooh, it, it was gross. <laughs> yeah. That's awful. Uh, but yeah. yeah, I mean, and this is the kind of, I mean, I don't know if Claire would go to that extreme, but this is the essence of her personality. It's who she is. It's all about Claire. And right. I get that, you know, naturally the bachelorette or the bachelor is that person, the bachelorette or the bachelor is the center of the universe for X amount of weeks until they find their person. I get that. The way that Claire just presents herself and the way she talks about it, it's it just it seems like it extends so far beyond that, and it just permeates every part of her personality, and it, it is overwhelmingly awful. <laughs> I cannot. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think my yeah my point was like I could see her doing something like that. She's the kind of person now. I'm like going through her posts. You know, mm-hmm. who has probably written something along the lines of, you know, like um, how upset she is about racial inequality in the United States and how much she cried about it. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you know, love that. Love like, hearing that. You know, and and like and like talking over like the black voices in her feed about it. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm not. I, maybe she doesn't do that. I'm not saying that's not a specific example of something she would do. But I think she is kind of like a one upper, or you know, the kind of person when you're like, yeah. So um, I just got diagnosed with cancer, and then she'd be like, oh yeah, I had a really weird mole once, and you're like, <laughs> well, that's not the same. Not the same. Thing, you know, or like. You know, yeah, I had a miscarriage. Yeah, I uh, my dog uh, broke its leg once, and you're like, I'm just, what? Wow. Uh, like, <laughs> I'm just that's uh, I don't know. Those are the kinds of things that I think about when mm-hmm. I think about Claire. So that's not really that nice. Um, now I'm looking at her Instagram because she has really weird highlight highlights. Um, like the the colors are just. I mean, it's just very basic, I guess. But she's got she's got like a health highlight. Oh my gosh, it was really loud in my ears. Did you hear that? No. Okay, good. Um, she, I'm like, oh my god, does she belong to an MLM? And then I was gonna just get even more frustrated, but I don't think she does. I was just like, oh god, no. Um, but anyway, so yeah, she makes it. She makes it about her, or she brings in, or or she'll she'll bring in something where it's like, here's why you should also feel bad for me, or why mm-hmm. you should 
um, yeah. defend me or back down. Um, it is like that, um, you know, that way that like women, uh, if they so choose, can like disarm a man by like crying or refocusing the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying not to accuse her of too many of those things, but I mean, some of that for sure. Uh, and then, and then, okay, so we've spent most of our time talking, like the first half an hour talking about the first two minutes of this episode. Um, but then Dale comes to the rescue and like starts defending her and stuff. And um, you know that song that that girl wrote that was like, I wonder what's inside your butthole. Yeah. Did you hear that song? Yeah, it's Dale and he's in Claire's butthole. Uh, All up in it. So, uh, yeah. I just listened to that song that again. Booty hole. I just, I'm so proud of that girl, and I hope she gets whatever she wants in life because it's the best song I've ever heard. Um, so it's just really, anyway. He he came he came in to her defense. He just swooped in and he's just like, "This isn't happening," you know. And mm-hmm. and then Chris Harrison was like, "Well, you will be seen," you know. Like we're gonna show everybody what you're about, and I'm like, "Ah, oh, cool," but like, uh, you know. She also didn't look good coming out of that because when he was like, you'd be an unfit mother. Then she said some, she, she took a dig at his parenting as well, which was kind of also gross. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't get that. Because yeah, even, I, mean, I wouldn't yeah. want him to be my dad. Sure. But <laughs> yeah, cause she I, said I something know. like, I would not want you to be the father of my children. Right. And it's like, but he is the father of a child. And I, at the very least, it's like, just don't stoop to his level because there is yeah. a kid out there and uh, eventually she's going to hear this shit. And I'm sure he's like f- fine as a dad or whatever. Like I'm sure, but it's he just a uses, lame insult too. He uses it as like a thirst trap, and that's gross. Like I oh, hope his totally daughter is grossed out by that later in life. You know, mm-hmm. I'm sure she'll be disgusted. But yeah, I mean, she stoops to his level, but it's such a dumb insult. Um, I mean, honestly, like uh, basically every human being that I interact with, I'd be like, I don't want you to be the mother of my children. So uh, it's really not that. <laughs> that's true that's not like that special of a thing to say yeah it's not that great i mean that's most people god like having children is a lot and then like someone that you're like wow i would i could really see myself having children like that's even more like that's yeah who cares (laughs) who cares um so anyway let's move on from all that garbage Mm because at least now he's gone and that's one more win and i'm sure his Tinder game will be awesome because there'll be a, a bunch of women who will be like, I can change him. And it's like, no, you can't. He's trash. But anyway, good luck. Um, mm-hmm. And OK, so the there's a couple people I really like on the show and and they're not people that Claire likes because she only likes one person. Um, but I do really enjoy easy. And um, I don't know. He's just really. Like, even though he's he would be, like, probably too much energy for me, he does seem like a really good dude. Um, and I felt bad because he was like, I so don't want a group date. Like, I want one-on-one time. And I was like, oh, that means you're getting a group date. And then <laughs> and then they do the group date card. And it was like, today we separate the men from the boys. And then she's like, just kidding. We're not doing a group date. We're just going to hang out and have an extra long cocktail party. Yeah. And the guys <laughs> were like, wait around for, like, five hours. <laughs> Yeah, she's like, just kidding. And they're like, uh, what? 
Um, and then like, yeah, like Deanna was there. Um, and they were talking for a while and who knows what else happened to make that take so long. I was confused by all of that. It was, Mm -hmm. it was put together kind of strange. Um, but obviously, or at least it's, it feels obvious to me. And I don't know if you read it this way. The way that I'm reading all of this is like, they're just teeing up her leaving. They are putting all of the evidence together for why she needs to leave. Like she's just not doing a good job at being the bachelorette. She's bad at it. And so we should make her leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, that's exactly what they're doing. <laughs> yeah, just like you're not going to miss her because you don't want her here right now anyway. Um, but yeah, so she so so then the guys are kind of like, well, uh, not a date, kind of sucky, but extra long cocktail party, kind of good because that your time has been monopolized by dale and by yosef and all this drama and bullshit so now we'll actually we'll actually get a chance to hang out with you right isn't that what's gonna happen right that, that's gonna what's be gonna great. <laughs> yeah it's not like they're gonna take it's not like dale's gonna take all the time and they're gonna be sitting around for an hour not doing anything again because they're like almost doing each other <laughs> and then and then wait who was it no easy came in and he was like all right i'm gonna go figure out what's happening and, and he's like and i'm lost at the resort it's like oh my god you guys are all at one resort this entire time and you still don't know how to get anywhere yeah. this is entertaining should not yeah, be lost <laughs> he was like it's kind of a maze so just bear with me um and uh right now oh my god i was just gonna say something really nerdy i'm gonna say it um i'm playing pokemon shield right now <laughs> <laughs> and one of the characters in Pokemon Shield is notoriously bad at directions. Uh, and it just made me think of him. Anyway, <laughs> I was like, that's classic. Like, <laughs> his name's Leon. Like, that's classic Leon. He totally, he can't, he doesn't know where he's going from one town to the next. And I'm like, that's easy at this resort. But he gets there and it's like, it's like, uh, it's like when you're in high school and you're making out, you know, in your room and your door is like mostly closed but then your mom comes in and she's like i made bars and you're like oh my god mom like what the fuck That's like, yeah. just leave me alone. then she's like oh, i thought you wanted these you know these uh totino's pizza rolls and you're like <laughs> i do i do want the totino's pizza rolls but you picked a really weird time to give them to me at least you could have hollered up well i thought you guys were playing video games i didn't know what was happening in here um that's not real. Ex- that's not from real life. Um, that's not a real life example. Because <laughs> my parents left me alone because they were cool. Uh, but anyway, so he comes in and they're they're like busted. And Dale was and and we and Dale was like, "Can I have s- those snacks?" And and she's like, "Um, yeah." And I was like, "What is going on?" They're like so weird, weird, giggly teenagers, um, and. And I felt really bad for Easy because that was like super awkward. <laughs> like, yeah, I, where do you even go from there? I don't know. And Dale can't sell it at all. He, especially when he gets back and everybody's just like, "Oh, so you were doing this?" He's just like, "Well, you know, I just uh, stumbled around and bobbity boo." And it's like, "Come on, dude." <laughs> yeah, I like you know. We just talked about uh, birding, and it was very interesting. And why wouldn't nothing- you? I, that he like doesn't want to ruin the friendship bond thing with the other guys but also it's like he is transparently full of shit so why wouldn't he just be like yeah i want to see her because i wanted more time with her and we made out like at least be honest you know 
Yeah, they're all like, we know what's happening. And he's like, what? Who? Me? Over there. Look over there. There's something happening. Goodbye. Run away. Like, oh, I, I went. I didn't go and get more tie with her. I, uh, I, you know what? I looked at my shoes and I was like, they're all wrong. And I had to go change my shoes. And you know this place. I mean, you know, easy. It's a maze. I have no idea where I'm going. So I just wandered around for an hour. <laughs> Like, I was like, oh, God, this is so awkward. And then, yeah, so it's like he goes and hangs out with her twice um, before a lot of guys even got time with her once. And she's not going to say anything about it. She sees him a second time and she's just like, what have you been up to? And I'm like, you just saw him. You just saw him. What do you mean? What have you been what else is there to do? What is he going to say? Oh, I wrote a book in the time that I was gone and now I'm back. Like, I was so annoyed with the whole, I'm bored with this episode. I'm angry on behalf of the men and they know that they don't stand a chance and they know it sucks. So they're just like, and and, and they don't even have the benefit of getting to, because at least the consolation prize, if you hang around is like, well, at least I get to travel. You know, I know that she's not going to pick me at the end. You know, but but I feel like I'm maybe middle of the pack. Well, at least I get to go to cool different countries or something and and go do some cool group dates and see some interesting things and form bonds with these men. But no, this is just like fucking glorified big brother. Yep. Less a less interesting big brother. <laughs> yep. It's structured big brother and the structure blows. Yeah, exactly. It's just so Bad. You know what I just thought of too? Okay. Um, wait, did you watch The Circle? No, I haven't. I haven't seen The Circle. Okay. I really enjoyed The Circle. I got very emotionally invested in it. And it was also just like a very heartwarming show. And I just realized, oh my God, if there's any show that they could recreate easily in this environment, like in the pandemic, The Circle's perfect. I hope they shot like several seasons and just have them in the can ready to go because they're all they're all in separate apartments. They never even see each other until there's like specific moments where they'll get to meet people. But it basically is just a game all about catfishing and people are just in apartments and not interacting with the outside world at all. And it's very interesting. And I'm just I'm sorry, that was just a random thought. But I'm like, oh, man, I hope they do more seasons of the circle any circle fans make sure you give us five stars on apple podcast um (laughs) but it just yeah it's just it's not interesting they don't get to go anywhere and then that there's no tension in the show because you're not like well who's she gonna pick or you know there's no point in really like i have some favorites but there's no point in really spending too much time dwelling on those favorites because you know she doesn't care yeah so what does it matter? And, you know, when she was talking to I kind of glossed over the Deanna stuff, but when she was talking to her and was like, well, yeah, it's like when you know, you know, right? And this was like also her way of justifying being shitty to the other dudes. You know, this was like her way of getting out of that. She's like, well, you know, but if that's the only person I can think about, I mean, that's not my fault. That's just fate. That's just fate. And uh, so, you know, you can't argue with that. <laughs> and uh <laughs> I just, yeah, I just hated everything about this, uh, about this cocktail party. And I'm not even going to get into who ended up leaving because really, honestly, who cares? Like, you don't know anything about any of the other guys really anyway, except for the ones who are complaining the loudest. Yeah, it's impossible. It's it's always difficult at this point 
in a season because you're, there's so many guys you're still getting to know people, but Clara's made it infinitely more difficult because she doesn't have any interest in these guys. So how can we have any interest in these guys? Yeah, it's just like too bad. And like, I think I I saw some meme that was like, every time Claire talks about quality men, I'm like, and it was like a meme of someone like looking around, like, where are they? Um, But I do think that there are some good dudes on the show. Like I said, I like easy and against my better judgment, I'm really growing fond of of Kenny, our boy Mm -hmm. band manager. And I'll talk more about why I think he's great later. You know, and like Riley's been kind of outspoken. I like him. And I know also against my better judgment, I'm liking Bennett. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Bennett (laughs) actually... I know, I know I'm not supposed to like him. Like every anti capitalist right. bone in my body is screaming. <laughs> but I was like, oh no, he was pretty good this week. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm really. I, like, I hate Claire so much that I like the hedge fund manager. How is it possible? What's wrong with me? Well, I told you, you're gonna, the producers want you to like Bennett because I heard a rumor that he's sticking around for a while. So, of uh, course, they're gonna start sowing those seeds early and make you like Bennett. So, don't feel bad. I'm just saying you're going to like Bennett or else. No. Uh, so we have a one-on-one for why I don't know. No yeah. point. Stupid. Uh, but it's with Zach. And I I don't think I missed anything. I'm pretty sure I feel bad for Zach. Yeah, this um, is all terrible. It, this It's so uncomfortable to watch. I don't understand anything that's going on in this date. Okay. So from what? Okay, I like missed the exact moment that it happened, I think, because I was just kind of like tuned out. Like I was like, I don't care. And then they were like getting out of the pool and then it became this whole big thing. But so so correct me if I'm wrong. But Mm -hmm. what I thought happened was Claire leaned in for a kiss and Zach was kind of caught off guard and he thought they were getting out of the pool. So then he did something weird and then he tried to make up for it and tried to like correct it and and be like, no, I, you know, I was like, I was just caught off guard. And then she was like, no. And then it was like, they're both of their stubbornness kind of just like fucked it all up. And that was what I took away from it. Weird. Like it looked weird. And I, I didn't, I mean, I wasn't like going through this frame by frame, but yeah, like she leaned in for a kiss sort of, but he, she thought that he didn't want to, but in the clip, it doesn't really look, it just looks like she's kind of leaning in and then they don't kiss and then it's weird. And, and then he's just like, Hey, hey, hey. she's like, no, no, no. And it's all just terrible. I don't like any yeah. of it. So like as far Okay, so I'm reading a Refinery29 article about it real quick. I was looking to see if they had a clip Um, because they call it the most triggering scene yet, which I think that's an exaggeration, but okay. Um, (laughs) Like, I think there's probably been more, but, um, but like it's, so it says, oh, that he, so this, they talk about him grabbing her. I think it was just kind of weird, like, she went in, he tried to fix it and he like overcorrected. And I think yeah. it was, I, I don't think it's cause he's like a sucky dude. I think he, no, he's not was, a lecherous demon, but it, it's no, just no. terrible optics and it's weird and it's an overcorrection and it's just, everything about it just felt strange to me. I didn't enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. It's just really, it's yeah, it's strange. Um, well, and she said, so, so she's wait, hold on. 
I don't know if she, I don't feel like she was like this candid about it, but apparently Refinery29 is saying that she was, um, that she talked about being like a domestic abuse survivor. Um, yeah. Um, oh, she joined Juan Pablo's season because she had gotten out of an abusive relationship and that was like her way of getting away from him. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like, of course, when someone's like, coming at you and like grabbing you even if they're not doing it for like a weird ass reason you're gonna feel fucked up about it you know what i mean you're gonna be like whoa what are you doing um and i think i think he felt kind of like caught up in the misunderstanding and you know was trying to correct it but it like the moment had passed she wasn't feeling it and he was just doing too much so it was just I don't know. It was just like awkward for yeah, all of the reasons. But mm-hmm. I felt I felt bad for him because I don't think he was trying to reject her. No. It didn't um, seem that way. Like I I didn't get that from his body language. Like uh, it didn't seem like he was just like backing off or anything. It was it was strange, but it's like Claire Claire's already in a place where she's got horse blinders on and she's zeroed in on Dale. And on yeah. top of that, we know that she has some massive insecurities and sensitivities around like everyone needs to love her and think that she's the greatest thing in the entire universe. So those two things combined create this weird situation. And then there's this awkward moment between the two of them and then it gets worse and it's just everything snowballs. And yeah, my takeaway is not this guy is Satan. That's (laughs) But it's no, just but bad. It's, it's so bad. It was just like he wasn't reading it correctly. He missed the chance. Like, um, there's like the we've seen guys on the show where they didn't get the first kiss quite right, and usually mm-hmm. what they'll do is they just let that go and they try again, right? Like yeah. Wells, our favorite. Um, you know, he he tried a couple times to like make it happen. It didn't quite happen you know, finally they build a whole date around it, you know, whatever. That's like the most extreme example. But, but like you've had these moments where it's like, oh, I thought they were going to kiss me, but I guess they didn't. And it's like, that is a much better situation in every time. It is a much better situation to have it be like, oh, I thought they were going to kiss me and then they didn't. And then you can uh, talk about it like adults who talk yeah. about things and and you could reach an understanding and then maybe remedy it or you just realize you know what maybe the chemistry isn't there and you just let it go but it was just like yeah it was just awful because she got freaked out you know mm-hmm. she she got really upset about it um well and that's what i'm saying when she says things like healing from past traumas and this situation that I kind of read as awkward, she read as terrifying. That just indicates to me that there's a lot more stuff she's got to work through. Yeah. Oh, for sure. She, yeah, she needs to. Yeah. It's just, it's hard to watch. All this is hard to watch. This is not fun. It's just me screaming at my television, getting stressed out. Yeah. It just wasn't good. It's, this isn't, none, nothing about this is an escape or anything. And then, right. um, you know, she's like, if I'm uncomfortable, I want to walk away. And she said, I might be a little extra sensitive about it because I've done all the work these past few years on healing my traumas. And I'm like, yeah, I think you need to work more. Um, and I don't, 
I I don't think that someone else in that situation would maybe react as strongly. They might be like, that was cringy. Um, so yeah, it was just super hard to watch. It was awful. I felt bad for both of them. And and then and then, you know, Chris is just like, Well, you're going home. So yep, bye. See you later, buddy. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, that makes sense. All right, bye. <laughs> you know, and it's not like he tried to come back. It's not like he, you know, uh, but yeah, I think he's going to, I'm sure he feels really bad about it. I, I haven't looked for anything about, I wonder if he's posted anything. Now I'm like kind of curious. Like, I feel like he probably, I mean, if he knows what's good for him, he would have posted yeah. something at this point. Like, hey, I mean, if he's any kind of good dude, then he should have said something <laughs> about I'm really sorry that I yeah. fucked up. Um, uh, let's see. I, Zach, I just think, Zach, like, Zach. This whole episode is, is difficult because it's got these three spikes in between uh, like just complete thudding monotony. And the first spike is obviously the Yosef thing. And then we have this weird interaction that leads to the one-on-one date guy going home. And this is just think about the chaos involved in all of this, because like the, the group date is canceled. A guy it just kind of sucks all the life out of the room, has an explosion. And it's just this emotional meltdown. And then the one-on-one is a disaster crash and burn. That guy goes home. Everybody in the house is already thinking, well, you know, if, if the guy who went on the one-on-one gets a rose, at least we know there's still some possibility here that she's interested. And then all of this leads to what all the promotional materials for this episode has been telling us it was a centerpiece when really it's almost an afterthought. But we get to the roast, which is... Yes. I, I don't even know what to think of this because they don't, they don't really show a ton. And then without a real audience... It just feels weird. And and then, of course, Claire is upset. And why is she upset, Sammy? Because the guys dared to throw some jokes out at Dale. Some oh, incredibly harmless shit. Her precious Dale oh, got, got some thing. jokes. It would have been one thing if Claire just in, in the confessional one-on-one was just like, oh, I can't believe they're so mean to Dale. That would be normal shitty Claire. But we, we've gone to like Super Saiyan, like evolved shitty Claire. And so in what I can, I, I can barely believe that we saw this. I've never seen anything like this before in The Bachelor. This is like some real original shitty shit. But during the cocktail party, the, the group portion, she sits down with all these guys one-on-one to talk about the roast and all she talks about with a half dozen guys is Dale over and over and over again. This same thing. Well, why are you so mean to Dale? What's up with Dale? How's Dale doing? How, how are you doing this? How are you so bad at this? And I'm not going to pretend like we haven't seen seasons before in the past where it's been clear that there is a stronger connection between two people than there is with the, with the rest of the household. That happens all the time, but at least they're doing it in good faith. And here it's like, Claire can't even hide any of this. She's just so shitty about it. It's, it's horrible. 
it's painful to watch. This at this point, this is where I'm like literally screaming at my television. Yeah, I totally agree with you on all of that, but I just want to say I was really happy that Margaret Cho was on the episode. Oh, she's great. We love her. Love her. I love her. Um, real quick, I just wanted to also say I did some Instagram stalking of Zach, and I can't confirm that he's a good dude yet because mm. uh, all he does is advertise his cbd business and has been reposting people saying justice for zach like he's a sweet guy and they did him dirty and i mm. think he should at least come out and say yeah i shouldn't have made that move and he doesn't seem to have that awareness yeah, at least not like yet an official statement zach an official yeah. zach statement. <laughs> we need we need something written on notes uh, so if you can do that, that would be great. Just send us that the would link. be ideal. Yeah, Zach, I know you're a huge fan of this podcast, and it's your favorite thing to listen to when you're hiking around Utah and taking your CBDs. So why don't you? Uh, why don't you fucking do that, man? Anyway, all right. So yeah, the roast. Okay, but we got to talk about the roast. Some of the moments of the roast because okay. this is really where. Bennett came into his own. I mean, besides his like chateau. Oh yeah. He was really his roasts were fucking good. Yeah, he was the only like, one that was legitimately funny and like put together and the jokes were thoughtful and well written. He was basically that kid in School of Rock who was like, You're tacky and I hate you. And I was like, Yeah, I'm here <laughs> for this. I'm here for all of it. Like I was like, Bennett, roast me, roast me. Like I would love it. Like he was he was great. And he also was a really good sport when Margaret Cho was like, I feel like you're gonna be in an investigation discovery documentary, like and I was like, yes, 100%. That is totally what Bennett looks like. Like, he was. Or like, uh, you know, that's like the who the bleep did I marry? Like, he was the perfect husband. Oh, but yeah. then he met and his then. match. <laughs> what happened? And then it's like, da, 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 you know. Uh, yeah, it's like, oh, he poisoned her. And you're like, oh, fuck, of course he did. Um, but not not in the closet because he doesn't want to clean that up. Um, and I was like, I love that he was just like, yep. My Scott Peterson looking ass sure would be on those shows. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I was like really proud of him for taking that and and just like total like like a fucking champ. I was like, yes. So that scored major points with me. Um, And. Yeah, that, that Margaret Cho was just like, you scare me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, he scares all of us. But but he was just like, yeah, like, Dale, you need to take fashion advice from me and like all this other stuff. And then the only uh, thing that I didn't like because he has no concept of money or value is that he did literally drop the mic and you just shouldn't do that. Just stop disrespecting microphones. Stop it. Yeah. Oh, um, nice. But the guys were like, listen, he was saying what we're all thinking, and he's the one who actually said it out loud versus Riley and Easy, who've been just saying it in confessionals, but they haven't been saying it like outside of confessionals. So I think it was like a relief for the guys to just get it out there. And I totally get it. They're frustrated. They're not... I mean, you know, it's like Claire's like, I'm not getting any attention. It's like all of these men want to give you attention and you're only giving attention to one guy in the house. So, of course, mm-hmm. they're going to be frustrated with you. And 
they're but and you're lucky because they're just taking it out on Dale right now and not you. Yeah. You know, and they could have they could have gone in another direction and they're just directing it at Dale. And um wait, I'm trying to remember. Oh, I think it was easy said that he really is getting a lot of screen time where he was like um you know when you like when you when you laugh at a joke, but then you get kind of quiet and your face falls for a second. <laughs> He's like, that's when it lands. That's when it lands. That's when you know that you've said something that has like affected them to the core and it like sinks it in. Be. He's like, yeah. And he's like, and I saw that a few times when people were saying shit. So that affected him. And that was interesting to see. And I was like, Whoa. Um, but yeah. So yeah, th- that her takeaway from that was just like, well, should I trust him? And should, you know, is he actually interested? What if he's not interested? And I mean, I think it's in one way, I think it's kind of shitty that they use that opportunity to like sow the seeds of doubt for her because she is like, that is my husband, you know? Yeah. And they're like, fuck your husband. (laughs) But also if I was them, I would have done the same thing. So I can't criticize them for doing that. But did you notice she even said, like, why are you trashing on my fiance? Yeah. That yeah. that was a little and much. Then she, and then she was like, nobody gets a rose. And I was like, that's dumb. Which, again, like the situation that they're in where they're already questioning whether or not they have a shot and they don't. This just buries them. So why not just come out and say it, Claire? Like, just yeah. just get the fuck Let's over Let's get with. it over with. Yeah, because it's like, okay, obviously, if someone was to get the rose, you if you're going by how these group dates should go, you should give it to Bennett because he, like, mm-hmm. did, did the thing, you know? He killed it. So give him the rose. Like, he deserves it. But you're not interested in any of the other guys. You're not even interested in pretending. Because I feel like that's really what happens on the show a lot. You have to, like pretend to like the other guys because of course there's going to be like maybe a few who stand out and it's not like okay let's put it in this context there was a period of time uh what like two and a half years ago maybe where basically i was living my life like i was on the bachelorette and you were witness to a lot of that (laughs) and it was quite enjoyable and i was just like uh, it was very fun. I met very interesting people. I have very good stories from that time. All like mostly positive. So I feel good about all of that. But it was interesting because it's like, you know, I was like, ooh, like I've been out of the game for a while and I'm enjoying Tinder and it's fun, you know. But like you figure out pretty quickly after a few dates if you actually want to keep going on dates with somebody mm-hmm. you know and then i was like yeah well i mean actually screw this app and i'm more interested in the person who uh owns more spandex than i do and <laughs> really likes animal birds and maybe i'm gonna give that a shot you know but it's like that starts to emerge like i was like dating a few people started hanging out with my now you know boyfriend who i live with obviously that worked out okay for me and and i was but I, but it's like that starts to emerge. You start to figure it out and it doesn't take you that long. It's not like I'm going to be like, I'm so conflicted about these three guys I'm going on dates with. Like, no, you, you figure out what you like. I don't think that you can really be that confused for that long or like that many people at the same time. Like, you, do you know what I mean? Like you're going to start 
form, like you're going to start, your gut's going to start telling you something if you actually listen to it. Uh, You're going to start figuring out what makes the most sense based on those conversations. Like they said, the fantasy suite is a really good time for them to figure out like if their lives can make sense together because that's when they'll start having those conversations about like, well, where might you want to live and what do you want to do with your future? And, you know, do you want kids or not? And, you know, all that stuff. I know that that besides like sexy times, like that's the conversation that they have there. And so it's like you're going to you're going to have like a few strong contenders and then those types of conversations are really what's going to solidify it for you. Like, okay, beyond chemistry, I know that this person and I have the same life goals and that's like the practical side of it. But that she's not even like, there's just no chemistry she's feeling with any of the guys and you can tell. It's like, what's the point? Like, and I don't, at least I'm not seeing it. I don't feel like she's taking the time to even Outside of having like one emotional moment with Dale on camera, I don't know if they're actually having those discussions about does this even make sense or she's no, just they're absolute strangers. They don't, yeah. they don't know each other. They don't know their life situation. They don't know anything. They're just, there's just a strong physical connection. Like uh, it's, it's nothing. It's, it's whatever. Like, well, yeah. And you're like, do you even make sense together? Do you even know what he wants? Do you even know what he wants to do with his life? Or are you just like, he's really hot and I like making out with him. And you know, he's just like, like, you know, just really great, you know, for that kind of sexy stuff, you know, versus like, I mean, God, and Blake got no screen time. He got like one no, second none. of screen time this episode. Blake's done. Goodbye, Blake. Sorry, See dude. See you later, buddy. Um, but Kenny, I mean, I think Kenny is really emerging as like a very reasonable voice in this group. And I'm sure they're doing that to tee it up for next episode where it seems like he's going to speak his mind more. But Mm -hmm. I didn't think I would like this 39-year-old boy band manager as much as I do, but I very much like him. (laughs) He's the Lou Pearlman of this season of The Bachelorette. (laughs) Yeah, dude. Dude, if I mean, like, come on. Like, if Lou Pearlman looked like that. I want to know. Yeah, we should find out. Okay, wait. So, Kenny. So, what boy band does he manage, even? I don't. He's from Chicago, right? Yeah, he's from Chicago. Yeah, I just, oh my gosh. Kenny Brash, Kenny Brash. That's such a Chicago name. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Kenny, I mean, you're great. We, I mean, I stand. I don't know if you stand, but I stand. Um. <laughs> all right, let's see. Okay, he's got thirty nine thousand followers now. His shirts just always open. Um, which I just love. Um. Okay, the boy band night Chicago. He's got a lot of shit on here. Um, all live, full band, boy band tribute. What? <laughs> what? So they he does this thing called the boy band night. Okay. And and they're like, what? But he's with AJ from Backstreet Boys. I am so confused about what you do now. They make cover and tribute bands. So he's not even a boy band manager. He's a cover band boy band manager. manager. Yeah, which is fine. But like, let's be honest about who you are. No, I love that. 
Oh my God, I love that. And his Instagram is amazing. This boy band night Instagram is so good. It's all like elder millennial boy band references. Mm. Like, are they even going to tour once uh, once COVID's over? Oh I, my God, I, I It's like when you order the Backstreet Boys on Wish and it's a picture of O-Town. I mean, <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it so much. Uh, oh, the uh, <laughs> meteorologist dressed for the 90s today, me and the gang, and it's a picture of the Backstreet Boys. I just, oh, oh. This is just so, so good. Um, so anyway, I'm such a fan. What a weird dude. Um, and he like models as well, of course. Oh, I mean, he's 39 and he's just like, I'm going to be this guy forever. And, you know, good for him. Yeah. Living his best uh, life. He's he's a proud uncle. That's nice. He's got a couple pictures of masks, so hopefully he's being safe and smart. And what a body. And he's a cover band, boy band manager. I just, wow, that is, huh, that's so funny to me. Why is that so funny to me? I just think that's great. What I'm a just weird dude. that can't be my career because he's already doing it. I just didn't even know that that could be a thing. And and some, yeah, oh, no one told my, me that was an option. <laughs> my bands. He's got a highlight on his Instagram that's my bands. I say. All right. Oh, my God. Okay. So, he, holy shit. Okay. So, here's what I just found out quickly from looking through those highlights and having them blast my eardrums. Uh, he manages like several cover bands to fit different interests. So one is like a boy band tribute band. The other one's like a country band. One's like Americana. There's one that's like 60s, 70s, kind of like funky stuff. So he is selling himself way short. Yeah, he's a, a, a musical mogul here. He's got a whole roster of cover bands. Yeah, so this is, and his, oh my God, and it's called The Right Stuff Entertainment. Obviously, this is the kind of thing that you would bring to like a wedding, you know. The all live full band boy band tr- uh, tribute. So he's got boy band night, the hair band night. A band called the Ron Burgundies, Yacht Rock and Softcore. Uh, the Country Night, New Country and Classic Country, Motown Nation, and then American Pie that clearly stole its logo from American Dad, uh, Americana Then and Now. I mean, what? This is just too funny to me. And then he also um, markets himself as a social media manager. Ooh. And then get this, he was the face model for the Joker in Mortal Kombat 11? What? That's what wow. it says on his website. Uh See, that, that's what that should that's what it should say at the bottom of the screen, not boy band manager. There's so many other titles he could take here. 
he is so interesting. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think Kenny is really interesting. Like, maybe he's a little too full of himself. I don't know, you know. But who cares? He's interesting. He should be. What a weird life he has. Yeah. He's the face model for a Mortal Kombat character. and le- That's cool. <laughs> and it's the Joker. I just, what? Who he doesn't can- need to go on The Bachelorette. Like, he can just say that he's the Joker, and I think that's enough to get him a date. I I would date that, is my point. Mm-hmm. If If I was still on Tinder, and some guy was like, yeah, I was the face model for a mortal combat oh, game swiping swiping and be like sure. right here we go like we better hang out like what and he must have gotten it through modeling he must have because he he does have a manager uh so that must be it but dude what an interesting life he must have you know um and this is like the perfect thing to do during covid because it's not like his bands can tour anywhere so he's like yeah, fuck, I'll go on the show. Why not? Mm-hmm. All right, Kenny, I know this is your favorite podcast. We know you're and listening, buddy. Yeah, listen, we're not that far away. We're fans. Well, I'm a fan. I I, I don't want to rope you into this if you're not a fan, I'm, but I think I'm, he's I'm a very a, interesting person. Of, of him and also, uh, yeah, yeah, I'm a fan. Let's just say that. Okay, we're fans. Um, so if you ever want a guest on this show, you just let me know. <laughs> Because I really, when I first, when he first came on the show, it's like, yeah, his Chiron was kind of a punchline, like, oh, boy band manager, who gives a shit? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, oh, this guy's like interesting. And maybe yeah. he's the worst, who knows? But I don't think so. I, no, I, think, I think he's interesting. Yeah, I'm hell yeah, dude. Down by a Kenny on, on the show. So keep coming, man. Was he, was he on the losing dodgeball team or was he on the winning dodgeball team? I think he's on the winning dodgeball team. I don't remember seeing him in a Speedo. He said he was on the blue team. Did the blue team win or lose? Wait, yeah, they lost, didn't they? Did they lose? I don't know. I thought they won. I th- I think Blake's on that team. Oh, okay. Well, if it's on the Blake team, then uh, yeah, Wiener exposed. Yeah, I'm looking to see like to should have played with blue balls. Um, there's a lot of dodgeball references on his Facebook. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, someone said I like that Blake guy too. By the way, um. Oh, yeah, blue, and then there's an eggplant. Yeah, so for sure. <laughs> there's people who are, like, recapping it as it was happening on his Facebook. Someone was like, and the shirt is coming off. Oh, God. <laughs> so, but my point is, I don't think he really made that big of a deal out of that either. He was, like, a pretty good sport about it. So, yeah, that's cool. Good for him. Anyway. All right. Well, dude. That's all. That's all I really have to say about that. So our, so we're finally going to be put out of our misery next week, right? Yeah, we have to be because after, after this, like after the whole, you know, Dale bullshit fest, uh, we're, we're basically just treated to a teaser for the next episode. And it seems like things are going to come to a head. Um, we're going to get hopefully all of America who's watching next week will get taught a lesson in worker solidarity as the men of the bachelorette uh, unite to do a, a, a walkout. And uh, then I, I think the last image that we are left with is dramatic music and Tasha emerging from a pool. Like it's some big yeah. shock. We didn't see this coming. So yeah. Like who, what, what, um, Maybe we're just too terminally like online though. I'm sure for some people across the country, they're like, oh, no, 
<laughs> I mean, really? I don't know. I want to meet somebody who's surprised by this. I'll have to keep an eye on, on. Yeah. well, I guess no one on the internet would be surprised. So how do you find out if someone's surprised? Exactly. And call not everybody's moms. Oh. Just call yeah. everyone's moms. The moms who still cut things out of newspapers and mail them to you. They're the mm-hmm. ones who are going to be surprised. Um, one other, one other good plug for Kenny. Clearly I'm going down to Kenny rabbit hole. Um, so get the, so on October 16th on Kenny's Facebook, um, he posted a VHS, like an old VHS recording. Someone converted it to like digital video for him. And it was, it was a basketball game where, Apparently, it was like him and Dwayne Wade in what? 1999 at, Ooh. yeah, at a community high school basketball game, and he apparently outscored Dwayne Wade during the game. Really? So, so this is his caption. <laughs> he and he tagged him, and he said. Uh, Dwayne Wade, check this out. Oaklawn versus Richard circa 1999. And yes, I outscored D Wade in this game, but he got the last laugh with all those championships, I guess. <laughs> and I think that that's like really charming to have. How, to, how to, does this guy have this life? I, that's what I'm saying. I think he has a really interesting contact. life. Yeah. Dwayne Wade, yeah. He's got like, you. most people don't get one of those cool things. He's got like 10 cool things. That's not fair. <laughs> right. Exactly. So I'm like, okay, I'm curious to know more about, you know, what your deal is. Cause what, mm-hmm. what the hell is even your deal? <laughs> we will never um, know. Yeah. It's just like really, really Mystery confusing. And an enigma. <laughs> yeah. So listen, Kenny is one to watch. He has way more going on than probably a lot of guys on the show. I can't remember which guy it was when Claire was having a conversation with him last week. And and she was like, and he was like, oh, you know, that's when I knew I had to make that gym. And she was like, oh, yeah, totally. And he's like, well, you know, it's just it was my every passion. And I'm like, is opening a gym for like a passion for any, I mean, well, maybe for some people. But is that really like your, <laughs> like the end of your calling? That's it. You know, it's like uh, it's the alpha and the omega. That's all you need. Yeah, for sure. So <laughs> anyway, so he's advertising some socially distant concerts he's been having but now that it's starting to get cold you know he needs some support so we got to figure out how to financially support kenny through these trying times gotta help him out yeah for sure all right well (laughs) yeah venmo kenny let's see if we can get we should see if he'll he'll, uh stream on twitch one of his like boy band concerts oh yeah i think that that would be pretty excellent so just I, I, just just an idea. Take it to the bank. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, thank God we don't have to deal with this too much longer. If they drag this out to an extra episode, I am going to God. shit a brick. So they better not. Uh, but take care of each other. Listen, I've had uh, several uh, COVID cases hit my family uh, in the past week. So be careful, everybody. Take care of yourselves and others. Wash your hands. Uh, be be nice. Wear a mask. And don't do needle drugs. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh god, I want pizza. How has that become oh, our god. thing? Uh, I don't know. It's good advice, right? It's good advice, everyone. Oh, do needle drum.